Uh, it, I'll tell you what, good eye contact will give me a butterfly. If I'm not into them, I'm just waiting for you to get done telling me about this big buck that you killed three weeks ago that I care nothing about. Or the fish. Or the fish that you... Men, stop telling hunting stories to women. They don't care. Just stop. Stop the madness. Because you're not really supposed to touch somebody without consent. Right. Right? Do you feel like there's a gray area? We are April and Scott, creators of NaughtyGym.com, and this is The Naughty Gym Show. For years, we've been fitness and nutrition coaches to thousands of people through our commercial gyms and online platform. We've also spent nearly a decade in an ever-evolving open relationship. This show brings together two of our biggest passions, fitness and sex positivity. Our mission is to maximize the physical and mental health of anyone brave enough to explore relationship structures that run counter to societal norms. We have demolished our old ways of thinking about relationships and from that rubble built a life full of happiness, adventure, and vitality. And now we want to help you do the same. So hop on the treadmill, start the show, and let us teach you how to never stop playing. We would like to invite you to a first-of-its-kind event unlike anything ever done at Hedonism Resort in Negril, Jamaica. It's called Be Better at Being Bad Week. This is the fittest party in the lifestyle. Now, this doesn't mean you have to be a hard body to attend. This party is for anyone and everyone who wants to improve their relationship and communication dynamics, increase their sexual health, learn better wellness practices, and explore and expand their mind, body, and sexuality. Experts from around the world will descend on Hito to help you be better at being bad. Daily keynote talks, interactive technique sessions at the nude and prude pools, exciting competitions and workouts, integration workshops on cannabis and psychedelics, intimate couples yoga, speed dating, and workshops in the Kama Sutra Palace. All the nightly themed parties and entertainment that you've come to expect from Hito and the grand finale... The Red Ball. This event is perfect for people exploring the idea of opening their relationship. Special sessions led by the Naughty Gym Gym team of experts will guide you through various Q&A and orientation sessions to help you get to know your fellow attendees. Veterans of the lifestyle can expect all the same high-energy sexy parties and electrifying entertainment that made Hito famous with a little extra flair from the Be Better at Being Bad team. Everyone will leave with a wealth of new tools and experiences curated by our all-star our team of professionals designed to improve your journey through consensual non-monogamy. So what are you waiting for? Join us January 6th through the 13th of 2024 at Hedonism Resorts for Be Better at Being Bad Week and get ready for the fittest party in the lifestyle. Hey there, April and Scott from Naughty Gym. And today we're going to talk about flirting. Hey, boy. <laughs> yeah, you need some work. Uh, we're excited to do this episode today because this is on a topic that April and I have had some disagreements about in the past, right? Uh, some things that, uh, I have considered flirting that she may have considered more than flirting and, and our definitions are a little bit different. And if we've had any hiccups in our journey through consensual non-monogamy, it was probably in some way potentially about the issue of flirting. The definition of flirting, which as we've talked to others, we've found that everybody kind of has their own definition of what flirting is. So we're going to talk about in the first part of the episode today, uh, how we work through the issue of flirting, how we define it and kind of what our rules and boundaries are and how we differ on it. And then in the second part of the show, we're going to talk about some tips and some research on flirting to hopefully help kind of up your flirt game. And then part three, we're going to teach you how to land that guy by master flirting. Oh, we are? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't even have to do that. That's good. (laughs) All right. So we're going to start. My master class. (laughs) Yeah. On how to land that guy. Is that what you're calling it? All right. I like it. We have at events in the past, at parties, takeovers, um, meet and greets, things like that, had a difference of opinion or a difference in ideology about what is okay between the two of us when it comes to flirting. Now, flirting is my probably my favorite part of consensual non-monogamy. 
I love it. Uh, I like to flirt. I like to have conversations. Uh, but I also like, and I have always lumped this kind of thing in under the umbrella of flirting. I like to touch and cuddle and hold and kiss. What kiss? Yeah, uh, that's what I enjoy the most. Yeah, probably. Now I love the extracurricular stuff too. I love the the bedroom athletics, uh, but uh, I really love the intimate flirting type stuff. You, on the other hand, don't feel quite the same way. Oh no, I enjoy all of that stuff. I just don't wouldn't call all of that flirting. Okay, but you are slower to pull the trigger on some of that stuff. Right. But I have no problem flirting. I'm, I think I'm quick to flirt. I'm a pretty good flirt. Well, I would, no, I would not say you're quick to flirt. Well, oh, that's right. This may go back <laughs> to our difference in depth. So let's talk about, April, you go first and explain what you mean when you say flirting. Um, I mean, it's such a broad spectrum, but I, I know where my line is. So like um, if I'm talking to a guy and I think he's cute or I'm into him, I'm going to lean in. I'm going to make eye contact. I might touch his shoulder or, you know, touch his arm. Um, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to just be engaged. Okay. I'll joke with him. Um, like my sarcastic humor. Um, I'll try to make him laugh. That to me is flirting. Um, I think where it crosses the line is like making out. And I think that's more foreplay. So there's things in between there, right? Right. At least joking and eye contact and full ball making out. Sometimes I think. Which you, you consider flirting. Right. Well, sometimes <laughs> I think you throw in the phrase making out in order to make what I consider flirting sound worse than it is. But well, there's a lot in between. That's there. what it is. Well, no, no, hold on. <laughs> So what if we are uh, nuzzled up together? Or what if I'm nuzzled up to, with a girl on the couch? Like kind of. What if you are? Is that flirting? I mean, all of this is situational. I don't know. Have we had conversation? What has led up to that? I mean, that's hard to say in any instance was, I, I don't know. Okay. So there's times that maybe you would be okay with me on the couch there have been times where I have been okay with that. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and then times absolutely. you aren't. So if you're sitting on a couch nuzzled up with a girl, um, I don't know. It, that's all situational. It depends on what conversation you and I have had. If you consider that flirting, I mean, who am I to say that it's not? So I, it sounds like, you know, in the discussions we've had in the past, you're okay with the stuff that you just talked about that you describe as flirting, which is... Uh, making eye contact and leaning oh, yeah, in absolutely. and light con touching and stuff like that. But for you, it, it moves into something more serious if you see what? Uh, bodily fluid swaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <that's>... <laughs> like underneath clothes touching. <laughs> okay. Um, groping. Um, yeah, that like somebody like sitting in your lap or like if I'm sitting in a guy's lap, like I'll nuzzle up with them. I wouldn't consider that flirting. I would consider that foreplay. I think there's at some point flirting turns into foreplay and now it's going somewhere. And like there's some overlap. Right. Well, yeah. So I would, I, I think typically I have always felt like anything that can't in theory really cause an orgasm is probably flirting. <laughs> This, I think, is because you did not do much dating in high school and college. Oh, no, not at all. Well, I, not for lack you of wanting to. Just your... nobody nobody was interested. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I, I would say you are probably in the minority of people that thinks just shy of penetration is flirting. Well, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not going that far with it. But, yeah, I, I, I did try to do some research on this to see if there was anybody that defined it in the way I do, and nobody does. So <laughs> I'm willing to accept the fact that, I'm, you know, my definition of flirting is probably off. Right. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it foreplay if I am um, hugged up with a girl on the couch and having a very deep conversation. Would you? Probably. Then, well, we probably should have. Where is it leading? What What is the intention? I guess it all has to do with the intention behind it, right? Are you saying that all of your flirting 
are you when you flirt are you always intending on moving it to sex no that's why i'm not kissing them or touching them under the clothes or sitting on their lap or doing any of that intimate stuff because i'm not going a step further i'm not i have no intention but i'll flirt with anybody i mean girls guys like <laughs> i mean because I mean, it's fun it's exciting um but I will only cross that line into more intimate touching and kissing if I have intentions of moving forward. Okay. All right. So the issue for us has always been, um, while in any given situation, what you are and are not comfortable with is perfectly clear to you. Right. Right. But it's not always perfectly clear to me because it shifts a bit. Now that you officially know the definition of flirting... (laughs) you can shift your mindset a little bit. Well, right. I, what I'm bringing this up to say. And do you have the official like Webster's dictionary no, no, there's definition not, of flirting? No, I didn't pull that out, but there's not really an agreed upon line that I could find. Um, but I will say that there was what, nothing that aligned with your definition. Is that well, what that's you're exactly saying? Right. But it did. Let me pull up the definition. It didn't, uh, it didn't seem like anybody agreed that anything short of orgasmic touch, uh, was, would fall under the umbrella of flirting. Nobody seemed to agree with that. Okay. Webster's dictionary says, uh, Behave as though attracted to or trying to attract somebody, but for amusement rather than serious intentions. Um, I wouldn't agree with and that. I, huh? <laughs> like for amusement purposes? Yeah. I don't know about that one. Would no, that? it just is even more sterile than my definition. Yeah, yeah well, there wasn't, <laughs> I didn't find anything very useful uh, in my research for what is flirting. Uh, but the the point part of the what we want to be able to do is provide a uh like maybe a roadmap for people who are newer in their journey and and one of the things we want to stress is how difficult it can be to be very clear between each other well and that's where boundaries come in and conversations and communication have to come in before you're going to events or engaging with other people so that you can say hey i'm comfortable with you touching, arm touching, and, you know, talking close. I'm not comfortable with somebody sitting on your lap. I'm not comfortable with you making out with somebody without talking to me first. I'm not comfortable with you, you know, pinching nipples, fingering somebody, <laughs> any of what you would call flirting. I don't know. Not unless you have had a conversation with me. But those are things because the that line is going to be different for every couple. And every potentially every situation. Right, right. Yeah. And it's hard because what I would ideally like is a written set of rules that I can follow clearly and know that because I'm always the one <laughs> that's sort of pushing the envelope a little bit. Right. Which means that if I push too far, I'm going to I run the risk of upsetting. You. Yeah. Um, so I would like, and this is not. Which doesn't happen often. No, 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 it doesn't. And and what I would like is not all that reasonable, which is a list of you can do this, you cannot do that. And as long as I stay on the right side of that line, I'm safe. And on the other side of that line, I know I'm going right. to uh, be causing a problem. Uh, but it doesn't really work that way because the situations, like you said, are different. Sometimes we have been in an event and we've met, we've jointly met somebody, mm-hmm. couple or a person or whatever, and there seems to be some uh, chemistry. And you're interested and all of a sudden that boundary may shift a little bit. Right. They open up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to be very clear with your boundaries, but then also open to those boundaries shifting a bit given the situation. Right. Yeah. And that's not easy because that requires outstanding communication in the moment, mm-hmm. which we haven't always done. No, <laughs> but, but um, over time we have gotten much better at that. Yeah, so we we just have to make sure we're we're really clear, and we recommend that for everybody to talk about before going into an event what you are comfortable with, and being clear with your partner. And if that changes, it's up to you to talk to your partner in the middle of that party and say, "Look, I'm I'm kind of opening up to this. How do you feel? Right. Want to move our boundary? Well, let's talk about." some things that may help people flirt a little bit better. This is one of the toughest things to learn to do in the lifestyle. 
if you have no experience with it. Oh, yeah. Right, which I did not. Really, in these events, it's just talking to people. I mean, just going up, hi, my name is April. They'll introduce themselves typically. If they don't, then they're probably an asshole. Move on. (laughs) Um, But starting off with questions like, you know, have you ever been to this club before? Have you ever been to this event before? How long have you guys been in the lifestyle? How did that happen? We did that at every event we went to because we didn't really play with anybody for the first three or four years, but we went to events and we were just so curious how these people lived their lives in this non-monogamous world. And so we would just, hi, we're April and Scott. How long have you been doing this? How does it work? What obstacles have you? And we would just start asking them questions. And maybe that was flirting. I mean, eventually, sometimes that would lead to flirting and you get comfortable with somebody and then, you know, you're leaning in. And A phrase that I really like, and it's I think it's because I made it up, <laughs> is when it comes to flirting, when it comes to meeting people at these parties, uh, I like to take the view of when I'm there, I'm chasing connections, not yeah. ass. Mm-hmm. Chase connections, not ass. Because if you want that to stick, yeah, I want that to stick. If you guys will repeat that, hashtag it, repost it. Chase connections, not ass. <laughs> because if you're in there chasing ass, it's going to come across that way, right? It's gonna, you're gonna probably seem pushy or creepy, yeah. Uh, that you're just there because you're hoping to fuck somebody, right. and while. That's a, you know, we all are in this consensual non-monogamy world because we like the possibility of having sex with other people. Mm-hmm. I think if you go in there with that as your guiding principle. Yeah, like you're on a mission, like I'm going to get a piece of tail tonight. But if you go in chasing connections, like you were talking about, right. you're trying to get to know people, you're trying to learn about them, mm-hmm. hear their stories uh, and really connect all of a sudden you might find it easier to get that ass. Yeah. Well, and I think it's the events that we've gone to, we haven't really come across people who are just there to chase tail. And those people are out there. We have met several of them. Not super common though. But I think what happens is when you see somebody like that is they're either A, new to the lifestyle, or B, not in the lifestyle and just think it's an easy way to get laid. Right. And it's not easy, by the <laughs> way. It's about as easy as it is when you were single going to a bar or a club and getting laid. Yeah. If you were exceptional at that, you might still be exceptional at yeah. it. Let me, can I tell a story? Yeah. Okay. Because it kind of fits in with this about <laughs> people's um, perception of what the lifestyle is. We get messages from people in our community all the time oh, yeah. messages on Facebook, Instagram, all people are always reaching out to us, asking us questions. And we, that's what we do our local meet and greets for, because we want people to have that resource to know how do we navigate this? Where do we go? How do we meet people? And so we are always willing to answer questions, hop on a phone call with people, um, meet with people, um, not to have sex with them, but to, answer questions and help them navigate this sometimes confusing um, area of life. So every once in a while, we'll get these kind of messages. So uh, it's probably been a month or two ago, I got a Facebook message from a woman in our community um, who um, had a child that graduated with one of my kids. Oh, I know where this is going now. From high school. And she, nobody would ever, this is the thing, nobody in our little small community would have, would ever expect or suspect the people that reach out to us. All right. You you never know. Like I would have never thought this woman would have reached out to me, (laughs) but the way she reached out to me was a little odd. Um, She kind of beat around the bush. (laughs) No pun intended. And then, um, she deleted that message because you can unsend messages now. And so I thought, well, that was strange. So um, I sent her a, a message just asking if there was something she needed. She said it was an accident that she sent that message. Okay. Two weeks later, she messages me again. This time she is looking for, says she's looking for um, a third. She wants to have a threesome 
with another woman and wanted to know how it works. Do I just show up at her house and you watch or um, do you stay at home and I just show up at her house and service her basically basically like i'm a prostitute almost almost (laughs) like you were a stray animal at the pound like that just show up and pick you up (laughs) is there any papers to sign but i just i thought it was funny and you know i i told her you you said i handled it better than you would have but i really had compassion for because i think a lot of people think that's what we do we're just prostitutes and all we do is fuck people all day, every day. And so if somebody wants to experiment or have a threesome or be with a woman, um, call up April. <laughs> like this she'll is, do it. She'll, she'll do anybody. She, she likes sex. <laughs> but that's not how this works. This is about connections. And I did explain it to her. I was like, look, I'm happy to sit down with you, have a margarita and discuss this with you and maybe help you connect with people that you would feel comfortable with. And um, so she never messaged me again, but I just thought that that's funny because the people that we meet at lifestyle events or at events like this, that are just chasing tail are those kind of people that haven't been educated about what ethical non-monogamy actually is or what swinging is. It's not, uh, call me up and I'm going to come over and fuck you. I mean, I did that at my twenties. I guess that's <laughs> so proud non-monogamy. But um, you know, that was kind of what I, I don't. But know. that's not the lane we're in. No, and I, I kind of think I thought that way a little bit. Yeah, before we got into it. I thought, all right, we're going to walk in, and there's going to be a lot of sex, and I don't care if we really get to know these people. We've got a lot of friends. Right. Let's just find the hottest person that'll fuck us, and then we'll, <laughs> then we'll leave. Um, and that never worked out. Yeah. Uh, and and now all of a sudden, the overwhelming vast majority of our closest friends are consensual, non-monogamous people who we've met at events. Yeah. And we've formed these incredible connections with some we've played with, some we haven't. Uh, but it doesn't matter because the thing we're chasing is the connection. Right. And, and if that connection gets deep enough and strong enough, then it could lead to play. Right. Uh, but it's not this seedy looking picture that I think a lot of us paint in our imagination before we actually know what we're getting into. Right. Yeah. All right. So looked up some research Mm -hmm. ways uh, that people can flirt better because this is a very difficult thing if you, if you're not just sort of naturally skilled with people, but there's no magic sauce from what I was reading. For those of you that are local, we're doing a local meet and greet for anybody and everyone that is either in the consensual non-monogamous world or looking to explore that with their partner um, in Huntsville, Alabama on October 14th, starting at 8 p.m. If you want more details for that, we're not going to publish those details publicly. So email us at naughtygymonline at gmail.com, or you can message us on any of our social medias, um, Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, and we will get that information to you. It's also on Cassidy and SDC, our our local meet and greets. We're going to be hosting those a few times a year. Our last one, we had about 50 people show up. So mark your calendars and join us. And we look forward to seeing you there. Well, some people, like you are a natural flirt, but you don't think you're flirting. A lot of times. Uh, well, after You're reading this research, good engaging <laughs> with with people. Yeah. Okay. So now you know that that's flirting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. There's some things that I've learned to do as I've gotten older because I was horrible at all of this stuff when I was younger. Uh, there's things that I've learned to do, but they weren't in an effort to flirt. Mm-hmm. They were in an effort to be a better business owner or to make friends easier. You know, to relate to people better. Right. But it just turns out those things are what helps you flirt. Better yeah. as well. Um, so some research that I, I pulled up and we're going to, we're going to go through these things and just kind of talk about if we think we're good or bad at it and, and how yeah. we feel about those particular things. But in general, one of the things you can do when you're trying to flirt with somebody or you're interested in somebody is once you've gotten into a conversation with them is to subtly, and all of this stuff is subtle. If it's overt, yeah. you're just going to look like a creep. Um, but is to lean in, which is something right. you just mentioned. Yeah. Go. Uh, and not like, <laughs> like 
close talker. Yeah, if you're not watching this on YouTube. And yeah, well, that's something you really have to pay attention to cues because I remember being at an event one time and there was a guy who was coming into my personal space uninvited and what we would call a close talker. Yeah. And I'd take a step back and he'd take a step forward and I'd take a step. So ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Watch the other person, watch their cues. If you lean in and they lean back, lean back out. <laughs> or yeah, lean out. If you're standing back up and you keep having to take a couple of inches steps closer and closer because they seem to be drifting away, up. that's a sign that they don't like how close you are. Yes. Yeah. And some of you are close talkers in every conversation you're ever in with anybody. Um, stop that shit. <laughs> It's weird. You need to be aware of that. Uh, people trying to back away from you because they don't like you that close. Yeah. Nobody wants you three inches from their face, even if they're into you in a conversation. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. in a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So leaning in is a way to show interest. But again, it needs to be subtle. It's not just, you know, your mouth to mouth. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a subtle, <laughs> obvious hand that you're not. Imagine, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just talking in their ear. Oh. Hey, Scott. Well, sometimes at these podcast. clubs, you do have to get really close so you can hear each other. Yeah, but that's actually a benefit. Yeah. Because then you get to be all creepy and you have an excuse. Right. And you'll know <laughs> for sure if they don't want to talk to you because they're not going to lean in that close and they're just going to try yeah. to read your lips. Or walk away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So leaning in. Another one is tilting of the head. So apparently when you, there's some research that shows the tilting of your head shows that you're interested in trying to listen to what they say, but it's, it's, they had people watching videos of other people uh, and when they tilted their head, they would rate them as slightly more attractive. Really? So slightly, I'm just going to walk. <laughs> yeah. But if you just keep it tilted, you're like, you got a bad crick in your neck or need a neck brace again. Like, what, like tilting your head. Yeah. Like, like uh, you know, you're telling me a story and I'm like, huh, that's pretty good. <laughs> If you could, if you watch this on YouTube, you see how awful that was. Um, I don't know how to do it exactly, but I'm just saying a subtle down or to the side. I think I like that down. What you did, you looked very <laughs> mentally challenged. Okay, so a head tilt. Um, there's another one called the Pygmalion effect, which is basically about at least when it comes to flirting, uh, the idea is to give compliments. Mm -hmm. People love compliments. And when you talk about a woman's hair being so beautiful, she's likely to feel like her hair is more beautiful because you noticed it. Right. You say somebody's smile is pretty. They're going to all of a sudden feel a wash with a sense of pride over their smile. Yeah. And so compliments work. And thoughtful compliments, not like, oh, I love that fat ass girl. Oh, I like that. <laughs> you know, like, don't, <laughs> I don't, don't you comment on a woman's body. Just don't. You can say that dress looks very beautiful on you. Um, your hair looks nice or comment on how smart you think she is or, you know, how thoughtful she is. But I find it annoying almost sometimes when a guy's like, oh, yeah, you're an ass girl. And I'm like, yeah, it's tough. keep moving. It's tough to deal with that. Ladies, if you're, ever, if you're ever talking to me, you can say that stuff constantly to me if you think it's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that stuff. Guys will yell <laughs> shit at women as they're riding down the street. You know, a guy will stick his head out and be like, yeah, show me that ass. Girls don't want to hear it. No, that's true. All right. But so, again, subtlety is the, is the art form here. Yeah. Thoughtful compliments, not overbearing. And you don't want to just... The only thing you're doing is complimenting right, the conversation. Yeah. Um, Just be authentic, genuine. Yes, and kind. And don't be afraid yeah. to give a compliment. That's sometimes hard to do for people. Yeah, like your hair smelled so good last night when you were sleeping. Yeah, probably. That's really good. <laughs> when I was in your room last night at 3 a.m. <laughs> at the resort, you look, look kind of good. Um, uh, yeah, so all right. Next is a concept called mirroring. Yeah. And I have trouble saying that word. Mirroring. Mirroring. <laughs> mirroring. Mirroring is the idea that you, you, you subtly mirror the body language, the expressions, the tone of voice, the excitement level of the person you're talking to. If they seem a little uh, reticent there, maybe 
not in this hyped up mood, keep it, keep it the same level they're at. Right. Yeah. All right. So another technique is called mirroring. And that's the uh, idea that you try to mimic or mirror the uh, the expressions, the body language, the tone of voice, the energy of the person you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if a person is really excited, you should probably be really excited. They're going to feed off that. If they're kind of nervous, maybe, or timid, you should bring it down Calm and, down. and, and yeah. come down to their level. Is that something that you think you do? When yeah, we're in absolutely. Situation? Like I'm, if, you're sitting there kind of subdued. I'm not going to walk up and be like, <laughs> you know, wild and crazy. Yeah. Um, At least if you're interested. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I will, you know, come, lower my voice a little. I'm coming. But it's subtle stuff, right? Like if you're talking to me and you scratch your nose, I shouldn't just scratch my nose. <laughs> right, yeah. Cause that would be weird. weird. I'd be like, are you mocking me? Or if you sneezed. Yeah. It's just, you're trying to match energy levels. Yeah. I think that's what they mean by mirroring. Like, um, you know, you're not mocking somebody. You're just matching their energy level. Yeah. Don't say the same words. That they just <laughs> yeah. say. Like, hi, my name is April. Hi, my name is April. <laughs> is this working for you? <laughs> I'm mirroring. <laughs> that would be really annoying. Yeah, but if now if if um, if I'm talking to you, I'm trying to flirt, and I don't know you yet. And you do one of those. The, one of the things you do when you're flirting is if you laugh, you use that as the time to touch. Yeah, you're like ah, 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 ah. And yeah. Your, your hand will be on their shoulder. It's like something. a little affirmation. You're so funny, <laughs> and I want to put your penis in my mouth. Um, that's a that is a good time for you, the other person, to then look for an opportunity maybe to subtly laugh and touch back. Right now, that, right, yeah. so I'll I, tell you one thing that I really like if I'm into a guy and we're flirting. If he puts his hand on the small of my back, just I mean, not like keep it there the whole conversation, but just like a little pat, just to let know. you know he's there. Yeah. Kind of thing. Or like as he's walking by, you know. All right. Write that down, fellas. Uh, All right. Next. When we just started touching on this, uh, but is touch. Yeah. Now, this one's a tricky one, right? Because we. Tilting my head. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed that. Um, Because you're not really supposed to touch somebody without consent. Right. Right. Do you feel like there's a gray area here? Because while I agree in principle that no contact without consent, I have violated that a lot because I have felt like I had consent by their body language or they may have touched me first. Well, but that's a scary. Where are you touching them, number one? Well, like a shoulder or, a, a, and, you know, maybe they're, I'm doing the thing like you do. I'm laughing, but I put my hand briefly on their knee or something like yeah. that. And I'm not, obviously, I'm not. Well, God, your jokes are funny and grabbing their boob. Right. Uh, but just a subtle touch like you do when you're flirting. Yeah. Because I doubt I you're always asking, hey, sir. That can be tricky to- for people that don't can't read other people's cues. So for me, if a guy was, I felt getting too handsy, I would say something. And you have. And I have. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of women won't. And that can put them in a very uncomfortable position. Like, oh, I felt like he was all over me, even if it was maybe just a hand on the shoulder, but it was like a, you know, kind of repetitive touching the shoulder and he's trying to grab her hand. And um, that can be awkward and uncomfortable. Um, So it typically is, it's okay to ask a woman, is it all right if, you know, I touch, but you also have to read the body language and the cues. If she touches you first, I would say that that's probably a good rule of thumb. Don't touch until she touches you first. Well, yeah, especially if you're the guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough. I know that seems like a double edged sword or double standard for guys. Um, This is tough because I do believe that in principle, you should ask permission before you ever touch anybody. But I also am being honest that I have not always done that. And I'm not saying that that makes that right. And maybe I should. Not in a sexual way. Well, I'm not talking about sexual. I'm talking about even a non-sexual way is a very dangerous thing. Right. To start even touching somebody on the shoulder in yeah. these sorts of environments because 
they may think, well, this is a sexually charged environment. Any touch is mm-hmm. a sexually charged touch. Right. And so you, you could get yourself in trouble even if you're being innocent. Right. I've never had anybody get upset at me. But that nobody's told you. Well, that's what I was going to say. But that could go back to what you just said. Maybe I have upset some people before yeah. and they just didn't say anything. I think anything. it probably is a good rule of thumb that unless she initiates some type of like shoulder touch or um, I would just keep your hands to yourself. Yeah, that's probably good advice. It's respectful. It is respectful. But is it not like if a guy's talking to you? And you're into and maybe you do with the lappy thing where you touch the shoulder and then he goes you know a minute or so later he said i'm enjoying this conversation so much is it okay if i touch you but th- doesn't yeah. that seem creepy i know you'd say yes <laughs> but but can that come off as like weird in that situation no i mean you can say can i put my hand on your shoulder i don't know i don't i think it would be more weird if it was if a guy put his hands on me and I didn't want him to, I would much rather him be respectful and over the top respectful than over the top handsy. Yeah. I'm not going to be the moral police in this situation, but I will say that guys, especially if you touch, this, this really should apply to everybody. Guys, if you touch a lady without her consent in any way, regardless of how innocent you are putting at risk yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And because it's sometimes very difficult for us, like you said, to know if that touch is welcome without directly asking. Right. Yeah. Um, so you have to be very, very careful, especially in these kind of erotically charged environments that you're not hurting somebody's feelings mm-hmm. or making unwanted advances. Yeah. So we'll leave it at that. Don't touch unless you have consent. Yeah. I okay. think that's a pretty good. But. Goal. If you do have that consent, obviously this is a great, you know, if a lady says, yeah, of course I don't mind. Well, that's probably a good signal that she might be into you. at least open to getting into you if right. she's not already. Yeah. I think that's a good way to know for sure if you should move on. Cause if she was like, uh, yeah, no, don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, There's yeah. nothing Next. more s- subtle about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, the research said that now this is assuming that you have permission to touch under, under the model we're talking about here. But it says the research showed that people reacted optimally to roughly five instances of vanilla touch over the course of 15 minutes. Yeah. Now, I don't think you should set your stopwatch. That's once every three minutes. Yeah. Say, you know, wait, it's three minutes. Now I'm going to touch you again. But that's just kind of a rule of thumb. You know, don't get crazy with the constantly touching. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, show your interest because. People love to feel like they're being chased, typically, if they're into Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Next, humor. Um, Humor is one of the highest scoring flirtation devices in this research. Device. Devices, yeah, I don't know. Tools, tactics. Um, The difficulty with humor, though, is if it doesn't sort of come naturally to you in these social social situations, that it can be difficult to just manufacture it unless... I don't know if you got a, a a little book of dad jokes or something. I don't know, but I think when somebody tries to be funny and they're not, it's so funny. <laughs> that may be true. You don't uh, necessarily very endearing. Yeah, you love it when somebody's willing to risk embarrassing. Themselves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, we don't really have any good advice if you aren't naturally, you know, don't have a naturally good sense of humor. I don't know. Maybe you do memorize a few jokes, uh, a few dad jokes are cute opening lines, um, but um, humor will go a long way. And if you can uh, put somebody at ease with a few well-timed jokes, uh, (laughs) that's probably going to go a long way in helping you win the heart of somebody you're chasing. Uh, All right. How you won me over. Is it? Yeah. Dad jokes. Your sense of humor and your strong eye contact. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, that's the next one. You're reading ahead. Uh, strong eye contact. Uh, research shows that if you're w- really into somebody, you want to make strong eye contact, but not never look away. Right. Oh, somebody that won't break eye contact is just as uncomfortable as somebody that won't make it. Yeah. It. I'll tell you what. Good eye contact 
will give me butterflies. Oh, okay. Like so. you catch somebody's eye at the same time they are looking at you. Oh. And they hold it for just a minute. Yeah. And then I, like, get, I can, I'll feel my face get flushed. But not like that you don't want to catch their eye looking at you when they're standing kind of peering around the pole. <laughs> in the bush. They're in the bushes. Like, oh, the bushman over there. He's looking at me. Your stalker. <laughs> yeah. So again, subtlety here. You don't want to bug eye and just keep staring for five minutes at somebody. Yeah. But just a little subtle look. And then maybe if they're looking at you, you look back a little bit later. But in a conversation, 60 to 80% of the time, you should be holding strong eye contact mm -hmm. if you're really interested in one of and want to send the right vibe or message to that other person. So uh, women and men also flirt different or differently. Uh, women do things a little bit differently than guys. Um, all of the things we just went through sort of apply to all people in mm -hmm. general. Uh, but some of the research showed that, and I know we're being um, very uh, binary here with women and men, but uh, that's what this research was talking. They researched women and men. Okay. Right? Um, for women, one of the telltale signs of flirting that will differentiate that, them from the way men flirt is exposing their vulnerable bits, is the way the research shows. What does that mean? Okay, that does not mean flashing your nipple. Although, guys, if while you're talking to a woman and she's routinely letting a boob pop out, that's a good sign. But Still, don't touch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Without consent. Um, yeah, because in some of these parties, things like that fall out anyway. Yeah, that's uh, but, not a sign that they're flirting. Um, but we're talking about the exposure of the wrists, the, the moving the hair back and like the neck being exposed or being comfortable enough. And the research talked about if a woman is comfortable enough to raise her arms over her head, that that's a sign that she's really comfortable. And those. The, I don't know about that. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. If you consciously do those things that you know of. No. Okay. I mean, I have no problem raising my hands above my head anywhere I'm at. <laughs> and most of the time, because I'm sleeveless, my, and my hair's like this, I'm exposing my neck and wrist to everybody. What the research said about the wrist was that for women to sort of expose it, like turn it up and maybe lay it across their lap or something like that. It's a show of submissiveness and men that like that. Hold on. I'm not saying women should do that. I'm just saying evolutionarily speaking, that's what they were looking at in this research, that men seem to find that attractive because it's a show of submissiveness. I've never done that a day in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now. So if April's wrist is down, don't read too much into that. Yeah. Oh, no. I am never showing you a sign of submissiveness. All right. Well, we'll move on to that, from that one. Uh, Some women might like that, though. I don't know. Uh, underarm exposure. <laughs> what? I mean, I'm, I'm just going to read this one. Right? This is what the, Did you get this from the Brookfield Zoo? No, it's from a Science of People. Uh, it's a research article. All right, so underarm exposure can be done when we flip our hair back. Our underarms release subtle pheromones, hopefully not the nasty kind, on. that attract a potential mate. Studies show that men love the smell of lavender, pumpkin pie, and cinnamon. While women love cucumber, chocolate, and baby powder. I think I'm a man. You love the men's smells? Yeah, like? lavender, pumpkin pie. Dang. You'll kill a pumpkin pie. I would kill it. I really don't like the smell of cucumber. Chocolate's okay. Baby powder is okay. Uh, but well, look, cinnamon, lavender, just, pumpkin well, pie. Next time we go to an event, rub a little pumpkin pie on your armpits. Like literal pie. How just, is that? Just keep flashing. I heard, I, this is years ago, I heard. Or maybe I was reading it that men are more attracted to smells like vanilla. I love vanilla. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I don't know how we feel about the underarm exposure, but that was in the research. Uh, exposing the neck can be done when we tilt our head to the side. A slight tilt left or right makes us look more interested and also makes us more vulnerable. Neck exposure is also a submissive cue that says, come closer. I think this is setting guys up for traps like <laughs> there is no way like all right so you don't agree with i don't this. know maybe this you just hate the word submissive yeah i hate the word submissive uh but i just think that's a weird thing like exposing your wrists um exposing your neck yeah 
that says, come, I don't know. Maybe I do it subconsciously. I don't know. Teasing. That's the next right, well, one. That's the next one. I so, like that. So teasing is a way women tend uh, to flirt with men. And again, none of these apply to all women. It's just right. what the research seemed to show. But uh, instead of, so teasing, instead of using friendly humor, women often tease other people. Men do it too, but women will give backhanded compliments to see how someone can handle them. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. Well, you do that too, and you're really good at that. Yeah, for women. I, I, I had a, a friend of ours tell us that's called uh, nagging. Yeah, g g i n g. If I understood the definition right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So it's teasing. So, um, like a, it gives three funny examples here. Like for you, like if you're flirting with a guy and he opens the door, but he sort of fumbles at it. You know, saying something like, I can tell you've been lifting. Yeah. Right, so you're teasing <laughs> See, him, right? I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I like to, that tells me if a guy takes himself too seriously. Yeah. So yeah. if I crack a joke, either on myself, because I'll crack jokes on myself all the time. <laughs> They're so funny. <laughs> um, or on a guy and he doesn't laugh. That's, that's a red a, flag. All right, how about this one? Uh you uh, you see the guy accidentally stumble on the pavement while walking and go, nice coordination you got there. <laughs> I love how you think these are so funny. I was thinking of when we were in Chicago and, and you crack. tripped over. I don't even think and there's a crack yeah. in front of a huge window of all these people eating. <laughs> you there were, fell for a half a block. There were, there were panties <laughs> dropping all in that restaurant watching me. Stumble down that sidewalk. Oh um, my god! All right. I laughed so fi- final example. But you took that like a chew. Yeah, I remember thinking, you know, there was nothing that I tripped over. Just all of a sudden, I felt like I had a stroke, <laughs> and my body just went crazy for a second. And everybody looked at like all of y'all that were with me just looked at me. What did you? What is wrong with you? And then nobody had sex with me. All right. So, uh, so like a guy says he orders some kind of fruity cocktail, and you say, well, "That's such a weak drink," or something like that. Just picking it. Are you talking about yourself? You've done all of these things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, he'll have have a sex on the beach. Please bring the umbrella. (laughs) Yeah. You're pretty good at that part. (laughs) Um, All right. And so last one for the women. So teasing is a big one for you. Maybe those first three, not so much, but teasing is a big one. The research said that a woman will often accentuate the curve of her butt. How do you do that? Like if you arch your low back. Oh, that hurts though. <laughs> well, you have a big butt. I mean, yeah, it says when, booty. It yeah, says when women, are, women are really digging someone, they might tilt their back and stick their butt out. Uh, before they they knock it out of gear. That's what I call knocking. Uh, you know? Yeah, knock it out of gear. Yeah, so we just kind of shift. The, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to start watching you a lot closer. <laughs> All right, so men. That would be a fun experiment. Uh, so some differences in the way men flirt. Men uh, tend to be much more direct uh, yeah. when they're flirting. But one is getting close. A, a man likes to get close, um, leaning in, or you might be sitting face-to-face in chairs. And I gave one example of, and I know I have done this one, yeah, where you're sitting face-to-face in a chair, but there's nothing in between you. And I will get close enough to where our legs are not, maybe not necessarily touching, but they're intertwined. Right. Like, yeah. um, like I have a leg in between her. Right. Not all the way jammed up in there. Right. Like her knees not in your crotch. Yeah. I might have one inch of overlap there yeah. to show I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable in this situation. That's sort of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, maybe sitting next to you on the couch. Again, the thing I like to do. Uh, those little subtle get close and, uh, you know, the sort of direct ways some of the guys do. All right. Uh, Not sitting on someone's lap. No, right? no. Okay. But that's, yeah, that's different. That's crossing a line. Yeah. You, Is it? Yeah. According to you. Yeah. Uh, so another one that guys tend to do is extra touch. Uh, they the Men tend to, on average, apparently, according to this research, like to or try to touch more frequently than the women tend to do. And this is why the Me Too movement started. <laughs> yeah, right. And this can where problems can come <laughs> in. Um, some problems come in, guys. It lists things like a light brush of the arm, uh, tapping the shoulder, putting your hand on a knee, um, things like that. The, and those are the ones we're talking about. Those are generally labeled as relatively innocent touches, but yeah. you've got to be careful with you've that. You've got to be careful, yeah. yeah. Because the guys, <clears throat> there are 
uh, a lot of guys that aren't good on picking up on cues. And so they will touch when they shouldn't or lean in when they should lean out. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you can go up to any woman, guys, and lean in, touch them on the shoulder and mirror them and make a funny joke and you're in and you're about to go out. Right. Yeah. You've got to establish that conversation first and start to read the energy of that person before any of these things. And again, we probably should keep stressing that if you're going to put your hand on somebody in any way, you better get permission first. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. And then the last one that it says for guys, uh, they like to tell impressive stories. Oh, yeah. Like about a big fish they caught. Yeah. And that this one tends to. Big deer they shot. This one tends to not. Women don't enjoy this as much as men think women enjoy this. Right. (laughs) And it says men are much more likely in these situations to lie than women are. Yeah. Now, here's what I will say. A lot of times I will let the man talk because men love to hear themselves talk. All right. So I will, I will allow them to talk and I am a good listener and I will ask thoughtful questions about whatever it was that they were telling me. If I'm into them, if I'm not into them, I'm not asking any questions and I'm just waiting for you to get done telling me about this big buck that you killed three weeks ago that I care nothing about. (laughs) Or the fish. Or the fish that you, men, stop telling hunting stories to women. Or, they don't care. Or putting fish in your profile picture. Yeah. Why? Just <laughs> stop. Stop the madness. We don't care. Um, and it does say, just like you mentioned, if you want to keep the attraction, this is talking about women uh, listening to men's stories. If you want to keep the attraction up, all you have to do is stroke that guy's ego. It's that simple. It is that simple. Yeah, because we're so dumb. Most of the time. I mean that seriously. Like you stroke my ego. You tell me, am I telling a story and you laugh and like, man, that is so interesting. I'm so naive that I will believe you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But if you want that connection to go further, men, you also need to listen to her stories and ask thoughtful questions. We've got um, a couple friends, one I'm thinking of in particular, and he asks the most thoughtful questions when we're talking and it makes me feel incredibly special and important and pulled in and seen. And every time I talk to him, it's just like a breath of fresh air. Like, Oh my gosh, he needs to teach men how to talk to women. Yeah. When we say this guys like that, that guys like to tell impressive stories. That's not a cue for guys to go, Ooh, I need to get a whole bunch of impressive stories that women don't want to hear tons of your impressive stories. Just like guys don't want to typically hear a woman talk the entire time. Right. When it's going well, it's usually very balanced. Yeah. You know, the, the, the one person's talking, another person's talking, you're exchanging stories. You just have to be careful because some of us have a tendency to, not realize we're doing the majority of the talking. Right. There's some things that should probably be off limits when you're flirting with somebody. Like, don't talk about your kids. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion. We don't care about... Certainly religion, politics. Uh, kids, hunting. kids come up, though, sometimes. People yeah, but ask you. it shouldn't dominate the conversation, right. right? Like, let's not pull out pictures and show pictures of oh, Timmy right. at yeah. T-Ball. I, look, I don't, care what, I don't care what the score was last week's football game. I don't care what grades are making. You have kids, great. You love them, great relationship, right. great. Let's talk about something let's, else. Let's flirt. You as an adult, yeah, right. You know, what are your hopes and dreams? Where have you traveled to? I'd love to hear people's travel stories, or if they've done something exciting, like jumped out of a airplane. I want to hear about that. Like, let's hear some of the cool stuff that you've done or the impressive stories. Yeah. So you do like those kind of impressive stories. Oh, okay, all right. Those are impressive. <laughs> Keep the conversation going and make sure. You are genuinely trying to connect with that person and learn about them, not just impress them with who you are. Right. Uh, Because that's going to come across as incredibly weird. All right. So here's this was a this was a surprising bit of research that they found. Do you think? uh, Well, I'm just going to say what the research was. Women, men tend to find or have the best first impression of a woman when they come when they walk up to a woman if she's smiling. Yeah. That facial expression gives the best first impression for most men. Mm-hmm. It is the opposite for women. And I would have never thought this. According to the research, 
that women tend to prefer a, their, their first impression is even more favorable of a man if he's more somber and brooding. I don't know that I agree with that. I love to see a man smile and laughing. No, I don't think it's saying men don't smile because right. women don't like smiles. Oh, gosh. Those guys that never smile in pictures because they're like doing the cool guy. Like, I'm so serious. I can't smile. Hate it. Yeah. Well, that bring yeah, but you remember when we the last time we were at a club when we were in Costa Rica, the one guy you went up and made a compliment to. I don't think the guy smiled the whole time he was there. Oh yeah, he was smiling when I saw him initially. He was smiling and laughing with the bartender. Oh well, he wasn't smiling when you incredibly awkwardly told him how beautiful he was. There was a language barrier. He did not speak English, <laughs> and I was trying in my head to think of Spanish because I do know some Spanish. And at one in the morning, I was drawing a blank. You were smooth. I was not smooth. You were super smooth. But it was funny. Okay. And he had a great smile. He did. Well, so this is what we would love everybody to do. Uh, If you're watching this on our YouTube channel um, and you have good ways of breaking the ice with people, good sort of flirty banter. That's a way to walk up to somebody, man, or yeah, like a one liner, Yeah, one liner, or I don't know. It could be two lines. Yeah. It could be anything, a way to break the ice, put it in the comments of our YouTube show. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast episode, uh, maybe you can go and give us a review. If it's five-star review, we hope. Yeah. Anything less than and five. Ma- and maybe, want. <laughs> yeah. And maybe in your review, Drop us that one little tip for this great opening line that you have, because uh, for a lot of people, it may not be that the flirting is all that difficult once the ice has been broken. It's just breaking the ice initially. So we would love to hear your ideas about some great ways to break the ice and to get a conversation started. Um, (laughs) Once the conversation gets going, but sometimes I'm a little bit nervous. So I like for the guy to ask me questions. It helps me loosen up, helps me open up a little bit. And then once the conversation gets going, I can play off of his energy. Yeah. It's actually incredibly helpful. If you've got some canned two or three sort of opening questions that you can ask a person. Yeah. That's great for giving thoughtful questions. Not like what's your favorite color. Yeah. That would be a, but like, where is your favorite place that you've ever traveled? Or, you know, what's your bucket list trip that you'd like? Yeah, but to you take? don't walk up and go, hi, my name is Scott. I don't think I've met you. What's your favorite trip? You've no. taken? You got to, there's just an art to this. I guess. Yeah. And really it's all about trying to make those connections. Try to go up to people, be kind, smile, despite the research saying men, women like men who are brooding. Not uh, true. Smile when you go up, introduce yourself and, um, you know, start a conversation again. Sometimes that's the hard part. So leave those comments in our YouTube show or in your review of our, in, in your five-star review of our <laughs> podcast. Give us Also know that um, the boundaries of flirting are set by each couple, right? So whatever you're comfortable with, whatever your partner is comfortable with is okay. It's not going to look like what we do. It's not going to look like what another couple does. Everybody has to determine what they feel comfortable with and what is okay and what is not okay. Yeah. And it will, it'll be different for everybody. Yeah, And that might evolve over time. It's fluid. It's going to depend on, for us, it depends on where we're at that day, how we feel. Have we connected with each other recently? Um, are we feeling like we, we need to connect then those that, it, it is, it's fluid. Yeah, it when changes. You're, when you're feeling really confident and secure in your primary relationship, it's easier to loosen the reins a bit. Yeah, for sure. When you're in a party. Um, and you have to adjust. Even those fluid boundaries have to be adjusted in light of the person you're talking to right. or flirting with. Because you may, you're, like, you may be okay with me touching a woman's leg that day. Mm-hmm. But her husband may not be. Yeah. And so you have to be aware of a lot of things and um, it's not always easy. Yeah. All right, baby. Well, I've enjoyed this. Um, you, it's been very educational. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to use the head tilt from now on. Head tilt and show my wrist. You're just going to be. I submit. All right, guys. We appreciate you listening. Uh, make sure you drop us a comment or a review. 
Uh, also subscribe to our YouTube channel. That really helps the algorithm and helps us pick it, pick up more uh, views and stuff. So. Yeah. And we want to keep delivering some good content for you guys. So help us keep it out there until then never stop playing. Perfect. Perfect.